0: So the question is, how do we stop worrying? There's opportunity to worry. Many times we have opportunity to worry. The bill comes, we have opportunity to worry. You know, something happens in your life at work, you have opportunity to worry. They say that there's going to be a shake-up, you have opportunity to worry. But how can we stop worrying? The Bible instructs us not to worry and shows us what to, to do so that we stop worrying. Jesus tells us, first of all, one of the things to do. You see, when you worry, it's like you're seeking after the things of this world. You're, you're, press, you're, you're pushing forward to, to, to get a hold of things just like everybody else in the world. And Jesus says that, The person who believes in God, the person that is is going to be free from worry, should first of all, take care of God's interests. In other words, seek first the kingdom. And then he will take care of your interests. That's the first thing Jesus says concerning worry. He says, don't worry. He gives us the example. He makes his case about the the raven, about the birds. He makes his case about the lilies. And then he says in verse 29, don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. 31 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. And he will give you everything you need you see the world seeks after the things and unfortunately a lot of us in the church we're seeking after the things as well but jesus is saying seek first the kingdom in the version in matthew he says seek first the kingdom and his righteousness pursue god go after god's interest take care of god's interest and he's saying i'll take care of your interests but it requires faith to do that it requires trusting in god to do that amen so that's the first thing take care of God's interest and he'll take care of your secondly cast all your cares upon him glory to God because he cares for you cast all your cares upon Jesus because he cares for you that's in first Peter chapter 5 verse 7 casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you the Amplified Version puts it this way casting the whole of your care all your anxieties all your worries all your concerns once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. When you look at the, the, the verse uh, 5 and 6, it actually talks about humbling yourself before God. And that is one of the signs. You see, when you worry, it's like you have not yielded to God what you need to be yielding to God. Because the only way you can cast your cares is when you humble yourself before God. When you say, God, I can't handle this. I need your help. Amen. So he said, casting all your cares. What care do you have right now as you sit down? What is it you've been worrying about? The Lord is saying, cast all those cares upon Jesus. And it tells us why. Because he says, he cares for you. He's not dispassionate about what you're going through. He cares for you. Our God is a compassionate God, a gracious God. He feels what you're going through. And he wants to do something about it. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Jesus cares, so don't worry. I said Jesus cares, so don't worry. You're not supposed to be carrying those worries. That's why it says cast it on him. Fling it on him. Leave it with him. If you're worrying, it means you're carrying stuff you should not be carrying. Sometimes the problem with Christians is we cast our cares on him and then we pick it up again. But he says, cast it upon him once and for all. So you can say, Lord, I cast this care on you, therefore I refuse to worry. Amen? Of course, you need the wisdom of God to see what strategy to take. But once you cast it, tell yourself, I refuse to worry because I've cast that care on Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. Thirdly, trust God to take care of it and that's where it's difficult as well trust God to take care of the situation Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 5 commit your way to the Lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass you got to commit it to him that's like casting it to him then trust you have to trust you have to have confidence assurance that God will take care of it folks God loves you so much That worry that you cast before him, he's going to take care of it. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's going to bring a breakthrough because he cares. But you got to trust him. You also have to trust him. You committed to him. You have to trust him that God is able, God is willing, God loves you so much that he will take care of that need. Amen? Philippians 4, 6, 7 says this, don't worry about anything. Now, this is what it tells us to do. Instead, instead of worry, it says, pray about everything. Oh, the, 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 the church of Jesus Christ, that's one area that we really struggle. And yet, that is one of the cures for worry. Prayer. Prayer. have a barbecue people will come out praise god and we love please we'll be having some more barbecue so please keep coming you call a prayer meeting not so much not so much but it says don't worry about anything instead pray about everything talk to god tell god what your need is speak to him let him speak to you folks We have to be a praying people. A people who go before God and bring our hearts to him and tell him our needs and hear what he has to say. Prayer should not be a monologue. It says instead of worrying, pray. And I love it, it says pray about everything. It doesn't matter if you're having a bad hair day, glory to God. Pray about everything. It doesn't matter if your son has been rebellious and is far away from, pray about everything. It doesn't matter if you don't know how you're going to make ends meet that week, pray about everything. Tell God about it. The second thing, thanksgiving. Thank him for all he has done. Oh church, that's another thing I tell you. This is supposed to be a house of worship. We are a house of worship. We are a house of prayer, a house of the word, and a house also of fellowship. But I'm looking forward to the time when we come and we meet and gather to praise him. That folks, it doesn't matter what we're going through. Even if we're going through the fire, we will lift up the sacrifice of praise. That even before the answer comes, we are thanking him. Because we believe we have received. He says, thank him for all he has done. Oh, that means you and I can can declare so many things. We can say, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You can thank him for forgiving you of your sins, healing you of your diseases, delivering you from destruction. There's so much to thank God for. He says, thank you for all he has done. Oh, lift up your hands right now and thank him. Thank him right now. Just thank him right now thank him right now there may be some a burden you're going through but I want you to thank God right now that he's got it and the Bible promises us. you see he says is it a worrying pray about everything tell God what you need thank him for all he's done and then verse 7 tells us something important verse 7 tells us then you will experience God's peace that is the antidote to worry. To pray about, to thank God, cast it on Him, trust Him, and then you will experience God's peace, peace which exceeds anything we can understand. Glory to God! And He says His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We can live worry-free, church. If God didn't think it was possible, He wouldn't ask us to turn to somebody and say, "Don't worry." about a thing. Everything is gonna be alright. Amen. Glory to God. Did I just quote Bob Mali? No I didn't. I think I quoted the word. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know why I said that. Glory to God. Bob Mali is confirming the word. Amen meditate on the positive keep your mind on the positive verse 8 says finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good reports if there are, if there's any virtue if there's anything praiseworthy meditate on these things think about these things keep your mind fixed on these things in other words, don't think about the bills. Don't think about the problems. Don't think about the burden. Once you cast it on him, once you, you commit it to him, once you tell him about it, once you thank God, once you're trusting him, don't think about it. Begin to think about the good things and, and all those descriptions, the things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, good reports. The word of God and the promises of God. That is what you need to think on. So when you're in that dire straits and and that situation and you don't know how you're going to make it, that's when you start thinking, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You keep your mind fixed on that and the worry begins to come and then you quash it down again and you say God is well able to supply my needs because I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus the doctor says you're going to die you you suppress that and you focus your mind on the good report that says I will not die but I will live to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living you keep your mind fixed on that which is of good reports hallelujah tune out from CNN or ABC or CBC or, or whatever news it is that is bringing bad news all the time they never celebrate I, 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 I don't really listen to that stuff any anymore really I do try and get my news and and most of the time I realize it's depressing don't keep your mind fixed on that. Keep your mind fixed on the word of the living God. On the promises of God. On the covenant of God. That's what we have to keep our mind fixed on. You can't do something and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Keep your mind fixed on that stuff. Anytime I'm feeling weak and I'm feeling unable, I just know the scripture I have to go to. I don't dwell on my inability. I don't dwell on my my lack of strength. I dwell on the fact that his strength is made perfect in weakness. So I ask God for the grace of God. Keep your mind fixed on those things. Kingdom living should not include worry. Because worry is a sign of little faith. I like what somebody called John Rice said. He said, worry is putting a question mark where God has put a period. Worry is putting question marks where God has put periods. In other words, when we worry, say, will God take care of me? How am I going to do this? Will God do... No, 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 no. He says, my God shall supply your need. (laughs) That's a full stop there. Amen. It's not, will God supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus? Question mark. No. It says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, somebody lift up your hand and give him praise. I want to encourage you this morning. This sermon is a short sermon. It's a sermon that I believe is from the heart of God. I want to encourage you. You are more precious to God than the raven. You are more precious to God than the cow. You are more precious to God than the lion. And he takes care of all of them. You are a child of almighty God. You are a child of the king. You are his beloved. You are called by his name. You are his treasured possession. You are the apple of God's eye. You know what that means? He sees you. He's Jehovah Roy, the God that sees you. Even when other people don't see your struggle or see your pain, God sees you. Somebody lift up your hand and give him praise. You are a member of the household of God. You are a citizen of heaven. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, somebody give him praise in the house. You are, your name is written in the palm of God's hand. Oh, you are secure in him. His hand of provision. You are right there in the hand of provision. Somebody giving praise in the house. The Bible says you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. His divine power has given to you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Ah, you are not a raven, you are not a crow, you are not a vulture, you are the child of almighty God. You are his beloved, you are his favorite one. He loves you the same way he loves Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is good news. I said that is good news. You see, we are God's sheep. He is our shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And that's why you and I, we can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He cannot do that. Hallelujah. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Glory to God. Glory to God. God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He anoints your head with oil. And the the psalmist says, My cup runneth over. And then he ends by saying... Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You are the child of the king. You are more precious than the raven. You are more precious than the lily of the valley. You are God's beloved. And he says, do not worry about anything. So today, will you take that to heart? Will you say, yes, Lord?